You are now listening to Out of the Blank. to another episode of out of the blank podcast it's a special episode i'm here with a guy who has the most amazing name in the world his name is rob lee hey how's it going uh thank you for welcoming me on to the show to the podcast and um down the talk down the chop it up i love the name rob yes it is um it is uh it's i'm a junior and uh that's the thing so like are you in the states or are you in canada i'm not not quite sure are you, me yes I'm in Ocean City, Maryland, man. Oh, my guy, my guy. So uh, so with it, like, we have this funny thing because I'm a junior and we have the whole, like, Robert Lee. Our family used to fuck with us and say, oh, yeah, that's Robert E. Lee. And I was like, don't do that. Yeah, don't, don't do that no. in mixed company. And it was one of those things where my dad would hear it and he's, like, in his 60s, so it means something different. And I was like, look, you're not bringing that down. Junior's not getting <laughs> that that weird treatment. I'm not getting that. Um it's funny. Um, in my household, we don't really do nicknames. So Rob is my nickname somehow. I had to do nicknames in my household because on my whole dad's side of the family is everyone has like the same name. Basically, my dad's been going by Skip Dixon for like 40 something years. Like nobody calls him like all our original names are Robert Robertson, which is like if you hate your nice. kid, that's what you name them. And um, I remember my dad, we went to go see Fat Albert in theaters. And he yeah. was like, you know, the one good thing about our last name. And he goes, I, he goes, Fat Albert, his real last name is Robertson. I'm like, oh, man, that oh. just completely changed everything for me. <laughs> but like, it's me. I go by Robbie. Um, there's my dad goes by Skip. There's my grandpa goes by Rocky. I'm like, I would fucking love that name out of everything. Rocky. <laughs> yeah. Um. My, my brother has a, like a, uh, you know, he 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 has like a non his, his name is Rudy. And uh, it's one of those things where it's like, OK, your name just kind of sounds cool. Sounds like, you know, if, if we were the Ninja Turtles, he's Michelangelo of our group. You know what I mean? That's literally what I would name my four kids when I have them is going to be after the named after the Ninja Turtles, because you're not messing with a kid named Leonardo. It's not happening. No. No, you're, like, you're, you're a smart man as well. <laughs> it's like when you, like if a bear breaks into a class, you turn to the kid that's named Beowulf to save your life. Right. It's like you're equipped to do this. You're equipped to get down and get busy when it comes to this uh, Ursine menace. <laughs> I, I would prefer, like, I don't understand people that name their kid like Joe or something. I'm like, why don't you name them something like extraordinary to the point, like when the teacher calls on it, they have to take a double take, like, what did your parents name you? Like your name is Crayola? It's like, holy shit. Well, I mean, with the state of affairs currently, I mean, we're going to have some children named COVID and Corona. It's not going to be great. It's going to be short versions. Call me Cove, you oh, know. Call me Cove. That it's is like perfect. See, Ron you know, is in there, you know. What really hit me is I had a guy who studies history, and he started telling me the fact that, like, this is going to be taught in schools now, like this COVID situation, how we survived this 2020 pandemic and all that. And I'm like, that's so weird. I never thought I'd be in the history books for that. I figured I'd have to do something, like, pretty bad, like uh, shoot up a school or something. Wow. <laughs> um, well, 
I mean, I work in the, the kind of academic spectrum, what have you. And I want to say when we were um, updating our course um, offerings for the summer, it was several COVID classes in there because I work in public, a public health school. So it just became like, this is the news right now. This is something you need to be aware of right now. And um, just many people who have any um, training or any like, I guess, knowledge around public health, they were calling us to get their credentials to say like, yeah, I did graduate. So they can go in and be a part of the relief efforts. Yeah. Well, before we get dive down re real into this, I want you to promote your podcast and everything. Let people know where you're from. Oh yeah, definitely. Thank you. Um, I'm Rob Lee from Mastermind Teams Robcast and I'm from Baltimore, East Baltimore to be specific. Uh, we, we get busy here. Whatever that means, whatever that we means. We know to... the definition of a motherfucking <laughs> crab feast is what we're talking about. <laughs> yes. Um, and um, did a show. I do two shows actually every week. Um, I do uh, Mastermind Teams Robcast, and that's been going on for 11 years, actually. Um, we talk weird news, pop culture, entertainment. It's me and my um, my best friend, uh, co-host, Dan D. Um, and uh, we've, we've been killing it. We're coming up on our 300th episode. And um, I'm trying to stretch it so that we're able to maybe do it as a live show but i have a contingency option for episode 300 to be something special instead of just being some fucking watered down mid-grade uh at home podcast um and the other show that i do is called getting to the truth in this art where i interview um different um, entrepreneurs and artists in and around baltimore to kind of show the unique personalities that are here um, kind of humanize this. Cause you know, when someone just uses a place, there's no context with it. You don't really notice people, you notice how it's pre um, presented in the news or presented in popular media, but you don't really get an idea of, oh, that person is into this anime or that person is a painter. So I like to kind of talk to these creative and these people that got good shit going on. And I've been doing that for about a year, actually. So that's like the two podcasts that I do weekly. That's awesome. And, that's literally yeah. what I try to do with this podcast is just highlight those people. I'm like, everybody deserves conversation. I mean, I think we've kind of noticed through COVID, like social distancing, how much we actually really need to be around people. But every time we come <laughs> into an interaction, it's fucking terrible. Like everybody gives autopilot answers or does all this stuff. I'm like, the one good thing I think we pulled out of this thing, hopefully, is the fact that there might be a way to get more people to know what a crab feast is, like sitting <laughs> down and hanging with your friends and really kind of just letting the conversation go. Well, it's, it's funny you say that, like the 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 notion and I think the parameters around a crowd feast, right? Like uh, one, one thing that I'm into in terms of like, even in the podcast, and I'll kind of touch on that point is I get into the minutia of things. I really get caught in. I was like, oh yeah, this is what this means. This is what's around it. And the notion of crowd feast is, is, is essentially like you're, you're breaking bread. You're, like you said, you're, you're having conversations with people. You're getting you're getting to know people. You're, you're having these human interactions with people and you're absolutely right. Nail on the head that with, with COVID and how things have gone, you have to find different ways to do it. Sometimes it's harder because of how this bill of goods that we bought uh, of like how social media works and the world is broad, but at the same time, we're not really comfortable with interacting with people. Case in point, I want to say, maybe the second weekend um, of just being in quarantine and, you know, we, we shut down on um, March 16th, what have you. 
So second weekend, I'm, I fell asleep in the studio after like being up watching anime all night. And I, um, I got a weird call on my phone. Um, and it was like an Instagram call. And I was like, this is so weird. So I, I didn't answer it. Then they called again. And it was some dude that was in Spain. And he's like, my best friend looks just like you. And I was like, okay, this is amazing. Who are you? And I chopped it up with him for a few minutes. And that gave me a fair amount of energy. It's just like, you're, you're inside. You're not talking to people. You're not getting that that feedback and you know talking to someone that is in a different part of the world and they just seem to be interested in having a brief exchange with me that was really cool and there was a lot of energy there i've had a few calls like that um <laughs> i like those calls better than the calls i get that's like hi is this janine it's like no and it's like i think you have the wrong number it's like well maybe you can help me i'm like sounds like she's got tits i can't help you and like <laughs> it's always like when you're doing something like you're bringing in groceries or you're like taking a shit and it's like this yeah. is the worst time i don't want you calling me but it's strange before covid happened like six months seven months before i had talked to a stockbroker in a podcast sure. and i was like i bet the safest stock to invest in his toilet paper. It never goes up and it never goes down. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, he goes, if you wanted to play it safe, I'd invest in toilet paper. Then COVID hits and next thing you know, I'm like, I should have fucking invested in that <laughs> stock. Like everyone's wiping their ass. But a good conversation I got into was with a woman that called me doing a survey on the CDC, like a mm -hmm. telemarketer type thing. Yeah. And I, I said, I'll answer all your questions if you can answer me one question. And it was a thing I heard when I was a child. Uh, my buddy's uncle used to work for the CDC and in their training pamphlet, they actually had a thing on how to deal with infectious diseases that might contaminate someone. So AKA zombies. And I, I heard that and I was like, is that true? And he was like, yeah, it is. And I don't, I can't, I got to see the proof. I got to know the proof for myself. You know, I'm, I'm not the whole skeptic type guy, but, and then um, I was talking to the CDC woman. She's like, what's your one question? And I said, I'm going to answer your stuff, but I want to know, is there a thing in your training manual on how to deal with zombies? And she goes, I am not at the, I guess, uh, whatever. I don't have the knowledge to be able to give you that information. And it was just so professional. I was like, you just uh -huh. fucking answered my question. <laughs> I'm not at liberty to reveal that information. Exactly. Um, then one of the things I was actually thinking about it before um, I, I got on with you and I was thinking about like different things, uh, uh, like, People, as, as far as like this period of time, like if you look at it, you, you, you'll see vegetation growing, animals coming back, shit like that weird fucking shit. There's been alligators in Baltimore. I've seen different birds here. It's like, wow, what is, is that a, is that an eagle? Is that come out of extinction or whatever? It's and, a red crusted dove. Right. And um, you'll, you'll see that different things in, in vegetation, air quality is a little better and so on. And then we're kind of back to people fucking being shitty. But I, I'll say the the world to to some degree got a bit of a breather, a bit of a respite and i think that's a sign that we are, as people we're caught in this fucking rat race we're just going to whatever the next thing is we're not stopping the smelling of roses so during this time i've been able to fucking do a few things like check out shows that i've just been fucking like waiting on and just like not getting around to and learning new skills and and so on and it's just like making myself like kind of better while being inside and not looking at it as fuck I can't do what I want to do fuck I can't go buy this pizza from this place like my favorite place isn't open I can't hang out with my friends I've been trying to add different things like for instance start taking a course in python 
Instead of watching like old eighties, like what's a fucking course in Python? Stop on that one. Are you talking about snakes? Um, well, uh, Python is a programming language. So a lot of these websites uh, are using it or what have you. Not, I'm a data analyst um, in real life. So it will help me do probably a couple hours of work in a few minutes. So I'm like, yeah, I can get back to like editing podcasts and things of that nature, you know, just trying to be flexible. Cause right now my office, my work office is my home studio. So it's, it's a motherfucker. I'll tell you that much. I feel like it's so weird how many people like, had to stay home and then when work had to go back, it was so weird. Like after the first couple of days, everyone's like, I really miss just being at home and working, like having that ability to, um, mm-hmm. people are talking about like a second wave and stuff. And I know actually our bank down here had a couple people, five people that got tested with it. So yeah. they shut down the whole bank and they realized, Oh, we just had a bunch of people exchange money. So that means it's probably going to be another infection breaking out. And I know Florida has like 5,000 cases that got new discovered or something, but I'm like, People are thinking, do you think that second wave of stimulus checks is going to come by? I'm like, it ain't Fuck fucking no. happening. We're not recovering <laughs> after what just happened. And everybody is already like, nope, it's the government's not going to shut down like that again. They're like, that, no. that was a mistake for sure. Once once they got to a spot where you, you, you talked about stocks a little bit earlier, once they got to a spot where a person that, you know, did the whole stock thing, have stock, have retirement, all of that shit there. And I was freaking the fuck out when I was like, oh, I'm taking major hits. I was like, oh, I just lost like $6,000 this month. This isn't great. And as things started to rebound, I'm like a little bit higher than before this shit started. Like I've already recovered plus some. I'm like, yeah, yeah, shit is starting to go back to normal because the engine is running again. Like money is coming in. Things are being generated. And it's fuck your health. Um, And you know, I, I am a little bit of a conspiracy theorist and it's like, thank you. I, guess. I was just about to ask that if you were a conspiracy nut, cause what I'm thinking, honestly, <laughs> I have one giant theory that I want everyone out Spend there it. listening to know that if they'd make a vaccine, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I'm saying I've seen, I am legend and I'm saying wait <laughs> six months on that shit, just wait six months. And then you know, don't be the first guy to get it. But I'm saying is it's really weird because I had a gym I've gone to every single day for eight years and it closed down when they got the new owners couldn't qualify for the, uh, the, the pandemic package, whatever it is. It's like a yeah. fucking insurance plan. And it's like, you know, they give you money or something. So they didn't qualify. I just recently got a new job at a new gym wearing their hoodie, repping it. Um, so it's like, kind of like, it seems like the perfect gig, but it's that inner reflection. Like, I don't know if I want to still do that anymore. I don't know what's going on. A lot of it took to enter, you know, people starting their own home businesses, but my conspiracy kind of thought is I've talked to for years since like episode 90 of this thing was the fact of, and I, I talked to a rabbi and he shot me down and a week later (laughs) it, it all came true because what happened was I talked about the government is afraid of two things. It's the people and then also religion. They never touch religion because religion's too old and too powerful. But as we're seeing with Trump and all these immigrants that are coming in, come over. I'm happy for it. But the thing is, now Christianity and being Catholic isn't the dominant religion anymore. So actually, at this point in our history, it's at an all-time low. So we have more people that are like, I don't know what to believe in. I just choose not to have a religion or choose not to worship in a church anymore. So they're not as strong. When I was telling this to the rabbi guy, he goes, okay. He goes, what's your point? I go, now you're noticing that churches are being 
broken up by government. They're they're tearing up churches. They're moving them out, switching locations, saying you got to get your shit and leave because we want this property, which they've never done before. He didn't believe me. A week later after that podcast uploaded, I sent him an article. The Vatican four priests got arrested for some shady priest business. And I told him, I was like, they're afraid of the church and they're afraid of people. When the people rise up, the government doesn't know what to do. So they try and distract us. I think (laughs) what was happening is with the whole COVID situation, I'm not saying it's not an illness, but I think where it got blown way out of proportion, everyone thought it was going to be this thing. I was going to black plague. I think it was a way of them testing their strength and seeing if they can get you to stay in your home and you'll listen. Well, uh, the root of it. Yes. Uh, I think it's that thing where it's almost like a focus group. What's the, what's the most, how many things can we take away from these people, these creature comforts that we've, this lifestyle we've defined and we designed for them to be very convenient and all of this shit. The fact that we have advertisements, we have all of these different things to kind of sustain these creature comforts that we have, but ultimately keep your ass in the fucking house. Ultimately it's boogie boogie. There's an, uh, there, there's a scary thing that you can't see. So be in constant fear further. I, I, I I don't know how it is out there in OC, but like down here, like there's a litany of fucking illegal fireworks going off every night, like from maybe 11 to like two. Is it the riots? I, I don't know if it's that because it's not been really wild here. It was like maybe two days and then, you know, protesting and then that was that. But since then, it's just been an influx of illegal fireworks, like things that aren't supposed to be popping up in residential areas. And I'm like, they're creating this, whoever is creating this idea of fear. And you start hearing loud booms. You don't know if it's guns. You don't know if it's explosions. But for hearing them for hours, you're not sleeping. We all know that if you're not sleeping properly, your 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 mental sharpness isn't there. <laughs> I'm an insomniac, so you're you're preaching to the choir here, so, man. It, same, same, same. So you know you have that thing going on, and I, I don't know. It's just like it's it's these different tests of how how far can we stretch this? And even going back to it a bit, like I had a I had a joke earlier. I was like, yo. Like, who the fuck is paying for these, like, fireworks? Like, we only got $1,200. So, I mean, did, did, go, did it go to, like, three months rent and fireworks? How did that happen? Like, what are, what are, what are the fireworks going for? What's it's happening that, here? It's that unemployment package. What they did with that pandemic, you get that extra 600 on your unemployment. Next thing you know, you're getting, like, $900,000 a week or something. All I know is it's about, what, 12% of the population that's, like, just waiting for that money, waiting for, like, unemployment money, like 40 million people that are kind of, like, not getting their unemployment. Like, you know, one of my co-hosts is one. I think that's what happened was when everyone was sitting home. It was really strange because I was still sneaking off of the key to my gym. I was still going there, even though cops would like, I would pull up at one o'clock in the morning, hide my car in the back and a cop would pull up. I felt like I was a fucking addict, which I am, but it was more like, this is what, <laughs> this is what keeps like the demons away. I say, you know, it keeps my mental clarity there much like a form of podcast. And you're talking with your friends is something everyone kind of has. Totally. Like, and um, so you know, I saw a cop pull up to the door and literally it's not the fact of, we want you to stay in your house for the safety of others. Once you get down to the root of it, it was, if you don't get in your fucking house, you're going to be fined $5,000. That's, that was a major deterrent. Um, I like over here in my, my neck of the woods, like, here's the wild thing. I am a 10 minute walk from my office. So like my, my actual job. And I was like, I could go in, I 
I remember when all of this shit first started, they first started talking about it. And I was just like, we're not paying any mind to this. And I was like, okay, yeah, everybody blamed leadership and that's fine. But you know, where, like, like I said, where I work at, I was like, none of y'all took this seriously and you do this professionally. So what is happening here? And we had the, the gym in the building upstairs, the fitness center. And I just remember I was in there like every day, banging weights, doing my fucking thing. And I was like, eh, I'm probably going to get sick. I don't know what's going to happen here. I was like, I'm just doing my normal like 45 hour workout. And it's like, I'm just saying, fuck it. I'm just taking the, taking the shot. But once the influx of like police traffic was around here, I was like, I'm not even going to attempt to walk to my office. I'm just going to stay here. And it's like a, like I said, it's a 10 minute like walk from my job. And I was like, why did I see eight police cars? Like, that's a lot of traffic just hanging out, like not doing anything, just hanging out. Yeah, I was at my job um, at the, I used to work at the casino during the pandemic when it was first popping off, like the first month, but I was still going to work. Um, yeah. Everyone else was still in home or, you know, trying to figure out what to do because everything was shut down. You know, Walmart was closing, all these other types of things. Casino still open because they carry money there. So I'm part, part of security. You have to watch the money. You know, it doesn't matter if anybody can come in or not. Doors are locked. I'm sitting there standing, telling people, go the fuck home. Well, <laughs> Get out guys, of here. <laughs> you guys aren't open. Why would a casino be open when Walmart's closed? He goes, I just thought you guys would be open. I'm like, you're just like me with the gym, bro. You're addicted. Move on. People are fucking insane. Like, um, I, I go to this coffee shop in the city and just um, like going back to one of the things from earlier, having that, that personal contact, like you know, you're buying from a small business and you know your regulars. And you want to have a quick conversation because you're not seeing them regularly. You're not having that normal exchange you'd have. So, you know, me and the guy, we're, we're chopping it up or what have you. And some fucker, because um, the, uh, the cafe is like in the, like you had to go downstairs, like in, down the steps. So you can see who's like waiting and queuing in the line. You can see their feet, their shoes and so on. You see some fucker just tapping the window and like, the, the barista guy owns the place. He, he's usually really mild-mannered. He's like, Shut the fuck up. And I was like, my man. I was like, he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit about losing customers. He's in it. And it's a really um it's really challenging like like period for these business owners. Like I um in doing that 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 podcast I talked about earlier, getting to the truth in this art, I've um been I've made friends with in that community with you know different restaurant owners, like like the like the owners, not like some dude that works there, but like legitimately the owners. And getting their stories and trying to do as much as I can do, whether it be buy gift cards, whether it be interview them, whether it be to draw some kind of traffic to their their places and places are closing, places are losing their identities. And that's one of the, been one of these byproducts, I think, of the last what? How many months? How, how many months are we at at this point? I don't know how many months we're at. We're like three and a half, I would say. Time doesn't matter anymore, Robbie. Damn it. I'm not doing enough with the amount of time I have. I'm 22 years old and I still don't have a statue. You're 20. I'm 35. I am fucking washed. Uh, <laughs> you look young. Well, thank you. Uh, it's those black jeans. Um, and I showered before. Oh, I got dude. All right. All right. So there's this guy I used to work with at a hotel. I called him my black dad because he was the guy that gave me wisdom out of anything. His name's Darrell. Shout out to him. He yeah. looked 20 and he was 60 something. I swear <laughs> to you. And he goes, black doesn't crack. Now I understand what that meant. Yeah, um, it, it's funny. Like uh, we always joke, my buddy, um, my buddy Dan, my co-host Dan, because he's a year older than me, and uh, I was like, yeah. So how's it feel being forty-eight? He's like, fuck you, Rob. And I was like, I see that gray kind of creeping out of your uh, your follicles, sir. That touch of gray, huh? He gets so mad, and it's really funny to me. See, 
I look at like everything that's kind of shutting down and kind of like going back to like the pandemic a little bit is more of the fact of like, I really like what you were saying about interviewing and talking to these business owners, because I think I've done the same thing and I've gotten to these given home entrepreneur, hot sauce companies. Uh, I have a sub named after me. If I literally, here's my plan. If I am going to travel, which I plan on doing either like the next month or so, I'm going to 10 different States in two different countries. I'm stopping by to see David from high spoon cereals. I'm yeah, going to yeah. stay there. I told him we're going to eat a bowl of cereal in person. Shout but, out to David. <laughs> yeah. I have a sub named after me. I have all these other things. And it wasn't like I asked for it. It was more like just having a conversation and realizing there's people out there. I think that's what's important or why I'm like support small businesses or do these types of things is because you get to hear these stories. You get to find other people in your community. I mean, I live in a beach town, tourist attraction spots, always new business pops like popping off left and right. But I'm like, it's fucking awesome to talk to people and hear the inspiration behind it. It doesn't matter if you have a million PhDs or none at all. Anybody's welcome on here just because the factor of we got an ability to have a conversation. That's what we need to bring back. I think I'm like the reason why we're all pissed off and negative all the time is because we're not happy of where we're at in our own lives or we got something going on that we're taking out on somebody else. I'm like, we need more businesses to say, go fuck yourself. When someone (laughs) tries to ask for like a triple espresso shot with a a Frappuccino unicorn sprints or something, I'm like, I'm not fucking doing all that. Well, well, here's the thing though. I don't want you to get get past it too far. What's on the sub? Uh, What's the sub first? (laughs) Well, uh, so we're, he wants, wanted to figure out what a vegan sub was and i'm not vegan at all but i was like why don't you just do a pasta sub he's like what's that i'm like you take the little blow whistle noodles the little circular ones that you blow in you just use white marinara sauce or something and put it on a cheesesteak sub but without the cheese just do that damn there you go it gives them that crunch like it's real steak meat because he's a steak sub uh shout out to Vinny, but he's a steak uh steak sub food truck so it was like there you go. Like that's, that's your vegan option. So he made that. And then like, we talk about connecting people. Um, yeah. my buddy, who's a food reviewer, Matt Fulmer, he met a dude who owns a food truck in the same state as him. They met through my podcast and then had a sub, like had one of his food and tried it. I was like, it made me feel so fucking good. I was yeah. like, this is what it's about. <laughs> I don't talk to people in my everyday life. I correct people on bullshit in my everyday life. I'll come across like somebody in like a 12 item or less and they're screaming and yelling at someone. And I just look at them. I think from the psychology aspect, like you probably yeah. have a lot going on right now. But then <laughs> if you end up snapping, I'm like, do you need to do this, bro? Like, do you need to do it right here? And then but, someone's like tugging on you. Don't do it. Don't do it. That's that's the lane, and like you know, I, I think I was I was like telling telling David what have you like I'm I'm a six foot four, three hundred pound black man, so I have a very intimidating vestige if I roll up on you, and I the th- the thing of the thing about me is um I have minimal tolerance for like goofy shit, and usually I'll see people doing shit just making it about themselves, and you've touched on it, you know, just yeah I'm special, I'm in, I need this this and this, and it's like yeah, do you need all of it? Do you need to be behaving in this way? And that's, I don't know. Like, I just think like my lane is, you're not going to do that. It's I, the I'd rather person, correct people. It's the person you see that I saw on Facebook last night, Gordon Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen thing when it was live <laughs> and he's yelling at all the chefs. Yeah, yeah. All comes like with, what do you mean our food isn't ready? Like we're hungry. And like that, that's the shit that gets me. I'm like, why are you acting like you do not have a brain? There's no way anybody is that stupid. Even if you mm-hmm. were grown on a million dollars, there's a ploy in there. There's a week. I want to give everything handed to me. Ask me. And then like, he like cussed at me when I asked when my food was going to be ready. I'm like, Oh God, you 
blonde, blonde, blonde. And I just want to, I, like, it's a bad name, bro. Like, I can't stand those people. Like, uh, the other day in Ocean City, the weird part about what's happening now is why I asked about the riots is because yeah. the people, like, Ocean City is a tourist town. So we get yeah. people from all over, which our numbers of COVID have skyrocketed since people from PA everywhere have been coming down and infecting. I mean, during spring break or whatever, when that week was when they were telling them not to come by, yes, 28 kids got infected. Um, <sighs> Now it's affecting all of our local people. I think we have a total of like a couple hundred in Maryland and just Worcester alone. Um, The numbers are going up and up. But when it comes to like Baltimore, D.C., what's going on over there is they decided to come here as well. And our cops are not equipped to handle that type of violence, that type of people. They're used to an old guy or something. They're used to a young kid trying to skateboard, old skateboard. Now it's like we had someone get arrested with an AK-47 in their car, five people that were just drunk. I saw them in Walmart parking lot, literally feet out the window, parked, which is okay, but beer bottles everywhere around the car. And the cop's like, what the fuck is going on right now? Well, here's the thing that, that again, here's here's a conspiracy thing that I've kind of, I've made a few friends that, kind of know some of the inner workings of shit that have like you know are able to tap into scanners and all of this fucking shit and one of the things i think it's like a culling that that's happening like you know dan and i talked um i think on a podcast at one point and he's like if this whole age thing the way that it was kind of presented as far as like who covid was really focusing on like like who's at the highest risk it's like well if you're going after people who are 65 and older, like their usability, it, it's all, it's fucked up. I'm not going to say it's not. Their usability in terms of running this engine, running this economy is limited. If we can get them out of the way and they're going to require more resources, if we can get them out of the way, here's a disease that's going to attack people who are the unredeemable, if you will. It's fucked up, but it, that's the way it looked initially. And I was like, this is a new world order feeling kind of thing. But one thing that's been floating around recently so any city has a fair amount of like people who are homeless, home, home insecure, but I, I was just say homeless that are on the street or what have They're you. called minimum. They're called expert minimalists. <laughs> nice. Uh, and <laughs> that's, that's good. I had and, a homeless um, person say that to me. He's like, I'm an expert minimalist. I was like, you fucking God, you're good, man. You're good. <laughs> so, so it's like, here, here's a dollar, sir. Um, so it, it, one of the, one of the things I've, I've seen is there's a lot less out in the street than you, than there usually are. And if the notion is we want to clean up the city and we can just get rid of homeless people, I wouldn't be surprised that there's a conspiracy to just get rid of homeless people because I've heard different stories from different cities that they found groups of homeless people in abandoned buildings dead. And you looked up anything about the biomedical tissue services of Japan? I have not. I would like to be enlightened, though. <laughs> they would like to take a van. Um, they would drive around and take 50 people from each town. Uh, and they use them to test on them and severely do experiments. Worse, There's a thing that's worse than the Nazis called Unit 731. Okay. You ever seen the movie Snowpiercer? I have. Okay, you know when the dude sticks his arm out in the cold and it gets frozen, then they bring it back yeah. in and he breaks it off? Yeah. They did that in real life. Unit 731 used to stick people's limbs in different temperature uh, cooling things. And what they would do is they would hit it and get it to the point where it was at such severe frostbite that you could just break it right off. It's fucking wild. 
Yeah, there's a thing called they call logging camps and the people that go there are called logs. So whenever you're reading the journal, like I've studied that, I've studied MK Ultra. Mm-hmm. There's a point when it's a conspiracy theory and then there's a point where it's <laughs> like, oh no, the CIA has it on their fucking website, but all the names are black lines so you don't know who yeah. the hell did the uh, actual stuff. Redaction, redaction. And you know the thing that that's a really funny thing, um I kind of kind of one of the things that really catches catches me more than anything else as i've gotten older is um how two things actually i think we allow social media to kind of dictate how conversations go right um we and we don't have the real conversation like i think in a real conversation you have some degree of nuance someone can say something that might be ill-informed something that might not be the best take at that time and they grow and they learn from it we, what we do online is we, we cancel people and we have all of that shit so that's that's one thing um but the, the thing that catches my attention is how we'll be talking about things that we know are, are require due attention let's say a house is burning right within the house is still be burning within 24 hours it's raining. Let's just talk about it's raining. We're not focused on this burning house. We don't give a shit about this burning house anymore. But the house is still burning. And just this this quick shift. We just have, we just don't give a shit at the end of the day. We just move on to whatever this next thing is. And I don't know if it's partially algorithms, which is one of the reasons why I got interested in using like Python and learning programming languages a little bit. Because it's like, all right, I know this is still happening. I know that people that I know that I follow are still talking about this. Why is this suddenly not trending? Why is this suddenly being filtered out for whatever reason? And this is a source where you can actually learn about said house being on fire. Like, oh, is it a two-story house? Is it a three-story house? Are people in there? We just shifted. And the other thing that, like, going back to the nuance thing that's missing, like, I, I just can't jam with it. Like, in the 10 years, well, 11 years that I've been doing the podcast, I was like, I know I've said some shit as a fucking stupid ass 20 something. Like I'm, you know, fucking at 24, 25, I didn't have the experience that I have now and the knowledge and the growth that I have now. So someone goes back and says, yeah, well, you said this. I'm like, well, I did. What of it? You know, that's, that's kind of my approach now. But I felt, I felt that I, I can feel with you on that. I mean, I've talked to a lot of people and I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I've definitely aged beyond my years. I mean, <laughs> Definitely. I suffer from severe depression. I usually mention I've done recently at least, but I usually, I hide it pretty well. I'm pretty good at like, you know, thinking of, but it's, it's ignorance is the bliss, you know, n- knowing so much and hearing so much. And it's the problem that um I want to give credit to Joe Rogan for this of what he said was the fact of what's going on with everything and everybody. So we're numb to a lot of it because of the fact we're seeing so much of it every single day. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we're seeing so much of it every single day is why we're assholes to everyone out there in the world, because we're getting, you can, ha- I can handle your problems and you can handle my problems. But then we start di- diving into Twitter. We start diving into Instagram. We start diving into all these other places now you're handling the whole fucking world's problems and you can't do that it's it's normalized and i recently got back on twitter um because i wanted to be able to vent like you know my experience is going to be different from anybody else's experience everyone has their own u- unique experience and you know with some of the the stuff that's been going on some of the race stuff that's been going on and you know i have my own different things even in the office setting 
that I talked about. And I just said, you know, I was going to post this video real quick just because it was, it was on my mind. And I just had multiple people feel inclined to basically reframe what my experience was, my experience to what my experience was. And I was just like, I don't know if me using this platform is the best place for it. I'm just going to start venting my musings and venting my, what, my, what I think and use like Twitter as a sounding board. If people follow me and don't want to follow me, I don't give a shit. And, you know, that's what I was using it for. Then I found myself kind of going back into those old habits of, I wonder what's trending in my neck of the woods. Oh, shit, horrible things. That's what it is. And I, I've never like overtly been addicted to something, but I think the closest thing I felt was like, okay, I'm, a, I'm addicted to whatever these negative feelings are, this negative energy that's out there. I want to find, okay, what's this next door? Who else is shitty? Who else is a piece of shit? The reason why World Star Hip Hop was so damn popular, we want to see the violence. We want to see the conflict. I've talked about this. When you don't have conflict in your everyday life, like you go to work, nothing bad happens to you. It's a really average day. You yep. come home and you look for that somewhere else. What you do is not maybe creating it, but you go Jersey Shore, for instance. You yeah. fucking turn that on. That's why reality television was so popular. You just want to see that conflict because it's the same thing as needed just like love but for some reason we've twisted our minds or programmed them in a way to work off the feedingness i talk about um with a molecular neuroscience i brought up this thing and it made me seem smart because yeah. when i said it in the beginning it ended up coming full circle which really boosted my point but yeah. it's like uh clash of the titans where hades learned to feed off the negative energy of the people instead of their love and admiration like the rest of the greek gods sure he wasn't as powerful as all them but he still was able to survive and that's where we've gone we've gone with the negativity and all this other types of judging of other people we've learned to survive off that rather than surviving off the care or love for one another which brings in the whole point of like with all like the black lives matter movements that are going on i i tell people straight up i'm with you i don't will never know what you experience on a daily basis and that's all they want that's all like i've been told constantly you'll never know what i experienced you never know i'm like you're right but i watched a video where a guy was obviously venting into his um instagram and talking about it and all these yeah. things then his son walked in the room and it fucking hit me and I said, that's why I get it now. I'm not going to tackle it from the color perspective. I'm going to tackle it from a parent's perspective. You want the world to be a safer place for him. You want the yeah. world to be. A, and that's all it is. It's just about taking the time not to obviously to understand a person's problems, but to obviously care for one another. I mean, we're not fucking doing that with social media. At least no. people rather watch a video of like, I don't know, Chef Ramsey yelling at somebody. But it, it's. So like a lot of these things that are fucked up and that are flawed, they were built that way and they're built on rotted foundation. I think with like how social media works in this, I don't know if the term is gamification, but this, let's just say this will reward based system, right? Of more likes, more follows. And I know in recent year, they said they deprecated what, whether likes actually mean anything. So when I try to promote the podcast or what have you, I don't say do likes, I'll say do shares, endorse me. Endorsement means something like, let's get out of this notion of I liked it, I've done my thing. No, share it, attach your like brand to it, attach your followers to it, like say, look, I like this thing. And I'm showing you that I like it instead of just heart emoji, we're good. But I think the, the way that some of those videos work, like you, you mentioned Worldstar, it, like a lot of those sites, when they get reposted, like so on a Facebook or on a, any of these sites, 
the the traffic that's there, the engagement that's there, it's a trigger. So you might say this sucks. And that's when you had like all these trolls and they're just saying wild shit and they're getting responses. And it's like, wow, you're growing at an exponential rate that they're rewarded for bullshit. So if you can just have negative stuff and you just get reactions out of people, wow, I can't believe you punched this person. You know, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. Shock and awe, shock and awe. Are those positive or are those negative like responses to it? They don't do that. They don't quantify the quality of the response. They just quantify that there is a response. So that's the way that the algorithms are set up. So you can, you just have this proliferation of the same type of people. And this is a roadmap of this is successful. So case in point, there's parody. You always will see kind of the same thing. A lot of memes, a lot of videos, a lot of things that are kind of drawn to very similar responses. Then you'll see meme daddies and accounts that are posting the same thing because they're looking for the same response. And they feel like they build that's, that's used as a method of success. I, where do you think this all started? Um, I can pinpoint it down to a certain moment in time. I, I, I can't say the moment of time, but we, when the term influencer became a thing. <laughs> Fucking Nick Cannon and Wild and Out. When that show came out, everyone thought they could be cool by being crazy. Yeah, uh, you, you, you have that, like, even if I'll go super old about it, even if you have, like, you know, something like what, America's Funniest Home Videos, like, that notion of, hey, man, look at this wild video, you should check this out, or even the inclination of, hey, man, I got this weird video, I want to share it to you, I'm going to email it to you. We just did it on Facebook now. That's all it is. It's the same thing. You know, how these things kind of become viral that like emailing someone a video that was the proto version of something going viral let me put that on your myspace <laughs> right right hell yeah and um I, I think i missed a boat on myspace i was trying to like get girls on myspace and like black planet and that's what like, you uh, did on myspace i was trying I'm, my damnedest i saw i slid so good in uh, myspace all i did was i downloaded this little widget for the front page where it's a pet wolf yeah. and i would just feed him steaks all day for hours so nice. i didn't put up any emo selfies or any of those things that you see classically that get linked to stereotypical <laughs> myspace so i got lucky on that one i was too young for the boat yeah uh like you know when i i think when i started in college like facebook had just dropped and i stumbled upon it like um, we were in a computer lab and I was working on some paper, some project. And I was like, what is the Facebook? And that's how OG I am when the, the was still there. And I was like, oh, it takes your college email. I was like, having a college email, I typed it in, put some stupid ass picture of myself in there. And I kind of ignored it for a few months. And then I came back to it. And I was like, oh, there's girls on here. I was like, oh, hey, uh, I know I'm in this biology class with you. Um, uh, what's your name? And that's the beginning of it. Instead of me going there and talking to this girl who I'm probably sitting in the class with. Yo, I'm let me hold your pencil. Your, yeah. <laughs> Yo, what's up with your book? Do you need help studying later? I just hit her on the fucking, um, the Facebook with some terrible message with an old school emoji. Hey, you want to talk symbiosis? Yo, R real shit? You want to talk about this class we're failing? <laughs> <laughs> See, having computers in class is the dumbest thing you could do. I had um, a tech class. It was more of, it was a wood shop class technically, but we were in a tech computer room. So we we're using sure. stuff that we're going to print out and then eventually make or idea and designs. All we did was watch movietube.co and watch free movies all day. I saw the movie Lucy in school. I yeah. saw a bunch of shit. I watched the first Sharkeisha video that came out. Sharkeisha, don't hit her. And look, wow. 
this is when I found out Craigslist was a lot more than just selling items. They also sell services. Yes, they do. My teacher, Mr. Grant, shout out to him. He knew my brother. He was like, yeah, your brother's into 311, rock on. You know, Ember's the color of your energy. I'm like, all right. Dude. <laughs> it's all a right. beautiful disaster, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, man. <laughs> Fucking great. And, um, then uh, I showed him. I was like, dude, did you know there's somebody that'll pay or pay you <laughs> to go over to your house and punch you square in the balls? Uh-huh. He, what i'm like look at this type in services type in ball puncher and then it's this dude he has a picture of his testicle he's like i'll come to your house and you can punch me right in the nuts i'm like you see that and he goes i don't know what to say and i'm like i'll also show you a video of a girl getting hit in the head with a shovel and does that mean i won't have homework he goes if you could find a video of a girl getting hit in the head with a shovel you'll have no homework i fucking showed him he's like i lost faith in humanity i was like right it's we're all fucked up yeah and i I remember like uh, the dating became a thing. At one point I used to do a show on the network called Metrocast and it was like the more adult version of Rodcast. And we were talking usually about relationships and just different things. And, and, and one of the things that we were talking about was um, just how to use some of these dating sites. And I'm not gonna really delve into that much, but just, you know, this was mostly like okay, Cupid, not necessarily the, the 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 Tinder and all of that shit, because it all seemed really weird. But the okay, Cupid, and having some desire to have at least base level conversation, and then it's like, yeah, can I grow from here? Can I get to know this person? Can I become a bit of a demisexual? Can I, you know, make a make friends with them, and then you know, we, we kick it or whatever. And I just remember when it took a hit, people would just say, yeah, I, this is the only way I can talk to women now. This is the only way I can find people to hook up with now. And I was like, what happened to the bars? What happened to real life? What happened to interacting with people in real life? And it's like, well, I'm better online. Then you're, it's a persona. You're not being yourself. You're, you're not being a real person. And it always comes true, right? So when you get on there, or when you would get on there, you would say all the shit you need to say. Yeah, man, I like everything that you like, man. I'm into this show. Like, yeah, man, you know, fucking America's next top model. And when you see her in real life, you're a fucking shitbag because you've been fucking lying the entire time. And, you know, one of the things that I learned actually through therapy, actually, was kind of how to do a little bit of that withdrawal of, you know, you do this, this people-pleasing thing. I'm going to give you what I think you want. That's what I was doing a lot of. This is the Rob I want to present to people because this is the thing that they said they want or I think they want instead of just me being me and people just come in, people just interested. Like by virtue of me being me for sake of argument, I did the podcast with, you know, with, with, with David. Now I'm talking to you. Now, if I was trying to present this persona that wasn't kind of close to who I am as far as the podcast, everybody's a little amplified for a podcast, I think. I would be on something that really doesn't fit my brand. I would be on something that I'm not comfortable doing. It would be fake. It would be inauthentic. That's the whole point. I did this and why I use this your real name. Like I'm pretty sure you come across the podcasting community. There's people out there that just want to shit on other shows or do whatever. Um, I've had people come on that don't want to use their real name and then they'll talk shit on me. And I'm like, that's fine. I'm sorry. That's how my show goes. Sorry. You didn't listen to the show before you decided to come on. If you want to play yeah. an act, that's wonderful. First thing when I started doing this, my parents work radio. They go, do you want to use, you know, how do you want to do radio or do you want a podcast? I want to do a podcast. I'm going to try and build this up on my own. First thing I had to decide, was I going to talk like myself or else I going to go, you're listening to another episode. And I'm like, I can't do that. So I thought I might as well be real and authentic. And that was the whole point. This yep. is outside. Honestly, I'm probably less talkative. I just learned to watch more now. Um, when I even, even through 
DMing or something. Yeah. It's also simple. Okay. It seems like I'm not interested. It's not that it's just, I don't like being on my fucking phone. I feel chained to the shit too much. I hate doing the messages because you can never understand that <laughs> someone's being a dick or not. Everyone assumes you're being an asshole. I mean, I'm pretty sure when I invited you, you thought I was going to be like, who, what's this guy about? Why is he messaging me? What's his podcast about? Is he going to attack me? That's what everyone fucking thinks. And I'm like, I'm not. I just want to fucking talk. I, don't I mean, I, I have I have the skills that I've, like I said, I've been doing it long enough. That I'm like, if someone's an asshole, I'm going to be able to suss it out relatively soon. But I, I have no problem with going on a podcast. The, the, the only time that, because I think I've started doing more of these guest slots um, over the, at least during this period of time. And just linking up with people and meeting people and, you know, hey, I like what you do here. Repost or what have you endorse your shit because I like what you do. Hey, you're and, sexy. Let me get you on my pocket. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I, I remember I got on this one this one podcast and the guys framed themselves as being conspiracy theorists. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. And then I get on there and it's just full MAGA cast. And I was like, I think you got the wrong person. I'm, what? Like, I'm I wear blue hats. I don't wear red hats. Like, what are we doing? And. And it was like, yeah, we heard something that was very interesting in your podcast. I was like, we say a lot of different shit. I was like, did you listen to the podcast? Because I don't know if you listen to the podcast. And and I found myself in a really like uncomfortable position. And I it was just like I was I just went into my militant like uh, factory settings. I was like, oh, you think this is how this is gonna go? I'm gonna be your your token black guy? Nah, not gonna play that game. I straight up tell people like people like you listen to my show, right? I'm like, I have not listened to it. I'm honestly wanting to know more about it because what gets me to understand you is not, is the authenticity in the conversation. Much yep. like after this, I'm definitely you know I'm gonna be listening for sure. You got a fan here, um, just That's because I uh, I appreciate that. You know what I mean? I like having the conversations with people. I send messages out 50. 80 times a day to people and I get constantly is this spam is this this is that millions of questions to where they're mm -hmm. auto fault answers and it's not that I'm trying to be interpersonal it's just it's really hard because you'll spend so much time trying to get a guess and the next thing you know they're like I don't feel like doing it you know especially I'm doing people that aren't podcasters also so the next thing you go know, you got people that are like I don't feel comfortable being on the internet and I'm like okay that's yeah. fine and yeah, I'm, I'm cool with it you know it happens and stuff too but I just think the main thing is really like I'm not out here to harm anybody. I got more of my own issues, if anything. Um, but I just want to make sure, like, you know, we can all have the conversation. We can all shoot the shit without knowing each other. We can all have that essential crab feast. You know what I mean? You get to meet some yeah. great people. I met a good person today talking to you, you know? Likewise. It's, it's amazing to see that, you know, we all think relatively similar. It's knocking down that guard. But I want to go back to what you said about the dating profile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I took that two ways. I've yeah. only signed up twice. I've done one that was a serious profile, which is a mistake you don't do on Tinder. Right. I did a full out serious one. Like, you know, obviously my gym pictures, me flexing. And then obviously I wrote like a bio, like actually looking for a good relationship and nothing, no fucking swipes. Basically, I was like, I feel right. like shit. Then I went on Cougars only. <laughs> I did that because I wanted a grandma to take care of me. That's you what I you sound wanted. like Dan right now, but go on. <laughs> I, that's that's what I fucking wanted. I said I want to get. What, are you talking about? Uh, okay, huh. sounding my co-host. He's like, yeah, you know, I just want like a fat girl or grandmother to take care of me. You know, I got, I still got it. Take care of me. It's fine. I'll give you what you need as long as I can buy a Lexus. No. Wow, <laughs> not really a Lexus, but I mean, you, know, you want to have a little phone. It's fun. But uh, like I really, when I was doing that, you get to see kind of the differences and stuff. But I also noticed that like 
I'm using this as a form of communication than rather going out and they talk about all oh, the whole hipster millennial generation. All these kids are never going to know it's like talk to a real woman over like meet her in person, take her out to dinner. All this stuff. That's true. But also I noticed like I was so afraid of what people thought of me. Same thing when I started doing the podcast, I was like, but just put yourself out there. What the fuck are you going to care about someone that you bump into for a minute and walk away? It's when you start wearing that sweatpants confidence when you go to the store. It's yeah. just you don't give a shit. I was like, yeah. I'll walk by. If I see a hot girl, I'll just stop and be like, hey, you're very pretty. And then, like, you know, they see something back. I'll start up a conversation and I'll go. And my cousin's like, where did this confidence come from? I think it was like, because I don't say I don't give a shit anymore. Like, why the fuck was I caring so much to be afraid? of like, oh, my God, I don't want to say this because of that. And the next thing you know, it's like five years later, it's like, what happened? Like you, you, don't you, need, you say something with enough confidence, like you can not, and, and it's not like being a villain, not being an asshole, but you can say something that might be a little edgy. And if you say it with a certain amount of confidence, it's like, oh, it's like, okay, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, tell me more. And it'll be a nothing conversation. I used to try that shit all the time of like, all right, I know that what this is. So let me let me just say something. Let me say something that's going to be unique. Let me say something that's going to be different. And I'll, I'll give you one pro tip. This is, this is a real pro tip right here. Um, because some of those, like, like the, 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 the okay cupids, the tenders, all of that shit, they can kill your confidence. You want a confident boost? Get on Grinder. Every guy will come at you like, hey, man, you're hot. It's a nice ego stroke. It's I a nice fucking ego stroke. I, I saw that on How I Met Your Mother when they walk into the gay strip club and they're constantly getting hit. I was like, I fucking love being here right now. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that's all we want. It doesn't matter who it comes from. I actually had a funny experience. Um, I used to do jet skis back in the day. And I, I the, where I work now, so like seven years later, basically, the same girl works at this place too. So she saw yeah. me. She got me hired and everything. And as I'm walking, she goes, remember that time that gay guy hit on you? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> she goes, I can't believe what you said. What happened was a guy came up to me who was obviously very flamboyant. I'm not against gay people. I mean, I was 20-something years old, and I found out my grandma was a lesbian. So, Good times. I didn't even think of that one. I would fucking, if you want to talk about a slap to the face, that was a <laughs> shocker. I was like, holy shit, no fucking way. But uh, a guy came up to me, very flamboyant, had his shirt kind of even kind of done up like a crop top. And he kind of comes up and goes, you're very cute. And I'm like, thank you. And he's like, do you want to go out? And I'm like, at this time, I cannot accept your request. But if you contact me, not now, but maybe if you contact me in the near future, say a few years down the line, wow. I might have shifted my perspective, but I have to deny your request. And then he goes, okay. And I walked away and she just looked at me and goes, did you just deny him in the most professional way possible? I was like, <laughs> I'm working here. I'm starting off. I don't want to be a jerk. I don't want the boss to fire me if I'm rude to the customer. He goes, but you just denied him like an application. I'm like, yes, you did. That's what he was doing. He was applying to get on this ass. Yeah, I, I had I had, I went out with some friends one year, um, and it was during Pride, and I just was oblivious to like it being Pride weekend, and we were at a bar that. I say, huh, a lot of rainbows here today. And I'm just fucking being stupid. I'm not recognizing it. And I'm here and I'm like, they were one of my buddies and um, like one of his like chick friends. And I'm working an angle on her. And I don't, I noticed she knew, knew that I was working an angle. So I'm just sitting there and I'm talking with her at the bar. My man is back there getting loose, doing his dancing knowledge. He's a, he's a dance guy. And, and I'm like, yeah, you know, saying whatever stupid shit I was fucking saying. And then some dude like pops up next to me, kind of like, you know, thin white dude, what have you. And I was like, what the fuck does this dude want? And it was the fedora that got me, that caught my attention. I was like, uh, fuck. 
I think he's I think he's interested. That's a fedora. And he offered to buy me a drink. And I was like, ah, ah, ah. I, and I was like, I've never been on that side of rejecting someone like ever. Like I, I, I never really a rejector. And she was like, you, you should take it. And I was like, no, that's an invitation. That's at least a conversation in a dance. Why the fuck <laughs> is, did a fedora become gay? When I was in middle school, I got a fedora that was skulls on it, like little tiny, uh-huh. like, it, like it was checkered with skulls and some of the Jesus. checkers. Yeah. And I felt like such a fucking baller. And then I walked into school and I was like, oh, I'm a dick. <laughs> yeah. I'm a total piece of shit. I and mean, then- the, the, the pork pie is the move. If you can finesse a pork pie, you're, you're good. Fedoras, they've, they've become passe. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're chopped right now. You can't, can't go with them. Man, so many things got labeled in such the wrong ways. I feel like we should bring fedoras back. Yeah, I mean, I just want to be like you know, big fed. It's just like <laughs> just got the, you gotta the have fedora. like the freaking detective jacket with it though, like with the where he pulls out the Tommy gun. It's like yeah, yeah I'm like I'm like Perry Ellis and shit. I mean, I'm like, yeah. Perry Mason and shit. Fucking giant cigar in the mouth. I'm Al Capone I'm, I'm, or some shit that was able to rock it. I'm a Dick Tracy villain, like <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, it, it, it's it's a thing, and I mean, at at that juncture, just showing like the the maturation, I think um, I was more like, "What the fuck?" and not necessarily like freaked out or like this is weird or this is oh, hey, this why are you talking to me? I was just like, I was like flattered, but also like surprised, you know, like oh, okay, dude, cool. And like years later, I, I remember um, going to actually, it was a thing like, "Yo, let's go out for pride, like we gonna see some wild shit." And that's one of, one, of, one of my buddies. And we just kind of kicked it and we got some drinks and we just watched people do their thing. And it's just like going back to it, like one of the kind of uh, Genesis kind of parts of the conversation, it's, it's positive energy. You know, and that's the month we're in too, right? Like it's positive energy. People are just having a fucking good time. They're just being them true selves and living their truths. And I think it, it's, it's crazy, like not to want to, be in it like to be around people that are having that level of energy and you know yeah you know somebody may you know come to you in the the wrong perspective people do that shit all the time but if you're you're there and they're just having a good time and you're having a good time and shit culturally speaking why not just fucking be it just be a part of that energy and shit that's that's the way that i like to look at it like you know, being at festivals, you may not be like, you know, like in New York, they'll have like Puerto Rican day festivals or they'll have like Chinese New Year's and things of that nature. And it's like, I'm not Puerto Rican. I'm not Chinese, but I get dipped in this culture. I feel like, oh, I got some good energy. I got some good vibes. I've learned some stuff. This feels good. And I think anything that's like that, I want to be a part of. I want to be where the party is at. Damn it, Rob. It brings it back to the beginning. Yeah. The crab feast. Yeah. That's the essentiality of the crab feast is that experience, man, that wholesomeness. doesn't matter who the fuck you are. You're confined to a table. You got to sit there and talk to the person. You got to have a good time because you can't check your phone because you got old bay on your fingers. Yeah. And then also pick your own fucking crabs. I'm not doing it for you. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's the thing that, um, like my, my girlfriend is from New York and, uh, she was like, I like crabs. She was like, I tried not to pick them. And I joked about it. I was like, okay. Because I always tell people, I was like, I don't eat chicken on the bone, nor do I pick my own crabs because I'm a civilized man. And it's like, you know, shut up. You're not a Baltimorean if you're not picking your own crabs. You're not from Maryland if you're not picking your own crabs. Exactly. So I instilled that in her. I was like, look, I'll pick your crabs for you, but you have to start doing this shit on your own. I'm telling you. Now, what do you view on the mustard that's in the crab? When I was younger, I, 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 I take a little dab of it. I don't touch that shit. I don't eat that shit anymore. Really? Yeah. I- 
Oh man, I'm just that guy that's like, I'm gonna eat the whole fucking thing. My great grandfather taught me the best advice. He goes, You suck on that chicken bone until all the meat's off the bone. He goes, You get a little bit of bone in there, that's extra protein. I'm like, All right, sir, you were raised in the depression. I'm not gonna argue. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Like, I, I, I will tell you one thing that, um, because I know we're gonna probably wrap up in a bit. Um, I know one thing that, that I like to do now, I'm working on a recipe. I'm, I'm, I throw it down in the kitchen. I, I cook as well. And we're trying to do some like food related content. One of the things we cover on the podcast is um, we cover like recent food news too. Um, that's more of Dan's uh, lane. Uh, he has a foodstagram called the Crown City Cook. And w- one of the things that we want to do is want to do a cookout like um, before the end of the year, um, before the end of the summer, rather, maybe like mid July. And so I just got this new like smoker, this wood smoker, what have you. I was like, I'm going to make smoked crab cakes. I think that's going to be a move that I'm going to do. And my, like, my crab cakes have a little bit of a Japanese influence because I use like QP and I use them uh, for cocky and things like that. But I use probably, what, three to one lump to claw meat and some panko. That's, that's how I do my crab cakes. And they're huge. They're like fucking full, like hand honking crab cakes fucking dinner time for me dude right now so like you're (laughs) killing me here but i think two things i gotta add to that one there's an article on hot ones by a sushi chef he's an american sushi chef he's white he talks about the struggles of trying to be a sushi chef and start his own business because the way when we order if you say you want chinese food you go to a place that's run by chinese people sadly it's that whole typical thing mexican food's kind of the same difference um you got to look up his article. It's very inspiring to hear his story of he literally, he spent 10 years just working with rice before he was able to move up to uh, touching the fish. Yeah. Like he spent all this travel and all this time until he finally created his own shop and started hiring white chefs and all this stuff only because he would teach them the finer arts and the tradition and the culture behind this thing, rather than just getting a job and taking it and see where it goes. Yeah. Two, you brought me back with the smoker thing on the crab cakes. Dude, a nice campfire, a roasted? Yeah. Fuck, dude. Why dad used to wrap hot dogs and burgers in tinfoil and have it roasting yeah. over the campfire with like yeah. some like beans or some corn? Bro, man. <laughs> oh, God. I'm freaking drooling right now just talking about it. It's, I mean, it's, it's a thing that's, that's lost. Some of these things that we communicate through and we break bread through. And I think ultimately, as you've touched on, that's, you know, just a, a, a new millennial version of that for what your, what your podcast is. And, um, you know, we, 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 we lost that, but I think it's not, I think we haven't lost, I think we've missed it. It's not so far away that we can't get back to it. And I think that's the thing that we, we, we have to do because the auto conversation is getting lost. Uh, you know, like I think podcasters, it's a, it's a thing in like uh, African culture, they call it griots, like people who tell like the history and the stories and stuff it's kind of like one of those things like, yo, fucking let's get back to how we would talk to people. Let's get back to actually having a conversation, whether it be, let's break out the bottle of scotch, let's have a conversation. Let's talk about the universe and shit. And people don't do that as much anymore. Yeah. And I think it's going to become a little bit more of a trend now. I think people are starting to notice like they're, we're, we're sparking out with a lot of hate right now only because we've mm-hmm. been locked down and it's hard to fall back into a system that now we are seeing we don't want to fall back into. You see but the strings. I, yeah. Yeah. I think that's also going to open up to people to where like I always talked about like with the COVID situation, it's not going to last. This new normal thing is not going to be forever. It's Mm-mm. the same thing I got when I experienced like a near death experience. It's after two weeks, it'll change. It was just like with 9 11. 
a lot of stuff was tough for a hard time and eventually we got past it and we got back to normal it's i want yeah. it to go back to normal but i also want us to remember the fact that everyone is a person everyone's got thoughts and emotions there are people that i've lost through this pandemic um people that have committed suicide business owners because their business just their whole life work is gone all yeah. I just think the best thing out there is we're never going to see us uh, help in mental illness or depression or anything if we can't help our neighbor, if we can't help anybody beside us. Well said. Yeah. So is there any way you want to wrap this up, Rob? I want you to promote your podcast. Obviously, again, tell people yeah. where they can find you at. Yeah, um, you can find me every week on Mastermind Teams Robcast and on Fridays. Mastermind Team Robcast on Tuesdays. Um, and on Fridays. Uh, oh, go back. On what day was Mastermind? Oh, Mastermind Teams Robcast is uh, every Tuesday. Tuesday. And, Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, and on Fridays, um, Getting to the Truth in This Art, um, they, they go up every week. Um, I think this this upcoming episode um, for Robcast drops tomorrow, usually around 9, maybe 10, uh, kind of doing some final touches on that. And there's a good episode of Getting to the Truth in This Art that's popping up. It's a, um interview with one of the two Black-owned donut shops in the East Coast of the U.S. called Blondie's Donuts, and that's in uh, Baltimore. And they their donuts are fucking phenomenal. So uh, definitely, it's, a, it's, it's definitely a Baltimore podcast. Um, both of them, just the network is very Baltimore. We try to represent the East Coast. And you can find us on all the podcast platforms, um, iTunes, you know, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all of the places. And um, social media, you can find me on um, Lord Lee MTR on the tweets and on the gram and Mastermind Teams Robcast. Um, just search for it. And uh, as far as MTR Podcast, that's the, that's our group handle. That's on iTunes. I mean, it's on, um, that's on uh, uh, Instagram and on Twitter. So yeah, um, definitely drop us a line. Want to collab, link up. You can have my lovely voice on your podcast sooner than later. Sprinkle old bay on that shit. <laughs>